to start with just a word of a few lines of song, and then we'll be ready to hear the word of the Lord this morning. Uh -huh. oh, glory must be, must be to the Years. 
and we cannot arrive at any logical conclusion. What have I done? Indeed, what have I done to myself? What is this that I, what is the decision that I've taken that had haunted me, that I've lived there thinking it is the will of God, but I, alas, it was not the will of God. You wake up not remembering anything. For this morning, my um, little contribution will be by the grace of God. I want to thank Pastor Emmanuel, very good friend. He's always advising. You, you can never get anything wrong that he would advise you by, but by the Spirit of God, He's been able to put this together, and I'm always looking up, no matter whatever, whatever I do, I'm always looking up uh, to this morning's prayer prayer session. The Lord bless everyone who is putting up or waking up early and also being part of this. Now, <clears throat> I, I want to talk about the call upon the name of the Lord, calling upon the name of the Lord. You see, these days, a lot of people have tried, uh, I saw it in the internet recently, and people were saying, um, some you call upon the name of the Lord. How well has it changed you? you? Call upon the name of the. Why don't you call upon the name of of Lucifer? I, I don't know if you've seen that in, running around in the internet these days. Now, um, it, it is it is the end time message that a lot of people prefer to hear. And when you see such things, you know that the devil is at work because there is no comparison between the, the, the calling upon the name of the Lord and calling upon the name of Lucifer to have your things changed. Well, maybe Lucifer will have your things changed or your projects changed, but it is going to be just very, very ephemeral, very temporal. And then when he comes back for you, he will, he will take your soul, he will take your, your blood, he will take your, your, your descendants, and they will find no place and no peace in God. Now, um, we also heard yesterday... Um, there was a prayer point, or uh, the prayer, the prayer, the, the, the word that came from Pastor Imonike yesterday. <clears throat> he was encouraging. He says, "It says to us, you must, we must dare to pray again." He says, "We must dare to pray." Again. Yes, you have prayed before, but you must, you must dare to pray again. He says, "Then you know what I took away from that prayer session of of the, the word session." He says. To, to defy all negative, you know, negating issues, but we must choose to pray for someone, not for ourselves. Mm. He says we must choose to pray for someone, just look for a random person and begin to intercede for that person, begin to intercede for that family who have, um, um, you know, uh, turmoils in their household. We can identify in our communities disjointed families, families where, you, you know, you can see it is not working there. You can visibly see it is not. We should, you know, begin to look for things that are, that are, that are not, that do not, they're not stable. You can see that they, you, you, it's not, the, it's just not what you see that you would, you know, take it for. There are spiritual un, underlying factors in such people, in such families, in such conditions. In such situation, we should now completely forget ourselves and begin to, you know, present our prayers to God concerning this these issues. Now, to call upon the name of the Lord, one of the things that we must really, really consider, because our God does is it, is, it doesn't favor you and bless and you know and disfavor me. He is a very, very just God. He's a God that gives to everyone liberally. He constantly, you know, blesses us as much as we get ourselves attached to his wisdom. 
as much as we get ourselves attached to his favor, he would bless each and every one the same way. Matthew chapter 22 and verse 30, you know, 35 through 39, this is he loves that he loved God absolutely. He says we should love our neighbors, you know, as ourselves. God says we should love our neighbors as ourselves. That means that God knows that we will love ourselves. He knows that we must love ourselves. It is, it's a no-brainer if we, we think that people don't love themselves. I will not take my hands and put it into the fire. To love myself is imminent. And that's why he wants us to love one another. He wants us to love the other person. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. That means, I know that you're going to love yourself. The way you love yourself, love your neighbor also. The first mention in the scripture of people calling on the name of the Lord was in Genesis chapter 4, verse 26. And that was when Seth also had a son, and his name was Enosh. At that time, people began to call upon the name of the Lord. He says, people began to call upon the name of the Lord. So I don't know where this comes from, that calling upon the name of the Lord is it, you know, is a barrier, is a taboo. But people began to call upon the name of That means there was an underlying season where people never called upon the name of the Lord. But at some point, from point zero to point that time, people began to call upon the name of the Lord. Why would they begin to call upon the Lord? What was the consciousness that made them begin to call upon the name of the Lord? Now, here to call upon the name of the Lord means that people began to gather for, you know, communal prayer because it couldn't have been won. I mean, you, you hear something, for instance, like, um, we thank God for this platform. Uh, people began to gather to say, let us begin to pray in the morning. Let us begin to, it was somebody's dream and says, I, I, I wish I had the privilege to put two people together to call upon the name of the Lord. Now, as we come together, some will come in the afternoon, some will come in the evening, and people are struggling, you know, as scampering to be the first to, to, to reach out, to know, because they know the importance of calling upon the name of the Lord. To call upon the name of the Lord, we gather people together to pray corporately. It has nothing to do with your praying singly because praying singly, praying with you know within within your the confines of your bed, your room, is also another aspect of calling upon the name of the Lord. But calling upon the name of the Lord of corporate representation gives the, God gives you gives us the grace to come together like this and pray concerning an issue. God is always in that issue. God is always listening. Corporate prayers is very good. It's very important in a man's life in a community's life, can you imagine if, for instance, all that is happening in our, in our dear country, everybody comes together at one spirit, in one day, in one accord, pray unto the, the Lord of, of, of heaven for, for reprieve, for, for, for cleansing, that the Lord will intercede in our situation. How much more if we could do that? Can you imagine what kind of grace, what kind of reprieve, what kind of overcoming that will come our way. Cain's family line is, you know, if we search the scripture, we will see that his, his you know, his descendants, uh, the descendants of Cain began to practice, you, uh, you, you know, cattle rearing, as it will, which would be, you know, uh, grazing, herding, and then some went into music, and some went into iron, you know, in verse, in verse, um, verse 22. At the same time, the, the world was becoming more and more wicked. 
people people were wicked people started doing terrible things just as we have it this day what sets descendants stood out they refused to be corrupted by the you know the society in 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 those days they refused but they rather prepared preferred themselves to call upon the name of the lord there are lots of lots of things that we have to do these days and to encourage people to call upon the name of the lord singly individually corporately as a family as a as a as a, as a native land as a community in your estates or wherever you where we call upon the name of the lord the lord will consistently bless us as we do that in the mighty name of jesus in the most wonderful name of jesus now when abraham entered canaan he camped between i and bethel and there he built an altar to the lord and called upon the name of the lord in genesis chapter 12 and verse 8 in other words abraham publicly thanked god he praised his name he sought his faith he sought his guidance when we call upon the name of the lord we are seeking his guidance we are saying father we do not know how to do it but you are the one who, who you are in the beginning of our full steps and you are also there at the end when we get to the end you will be there that is what we are trying to say we do not know how to take any foot right but you know all our footsteps father we thank you yes later abraham's son isaac he built an altar to the lord in beersheba and also he called upon the name of the lord in genesis chapter 26 and verse um, um, and 26 and verse 25 now i want us to look at it holistically and the bible says that and he pitched his tent there he called upon the name of the lord and he pitched his tent there and isaac's servants dug a well that's the significant expression of how to call upon the name of the lord and the you know resulting effects of what you we will see when we call upon the name of the lord number one there was an altar that was built a relationship and irreverently related to god's mercy submissiveness respect differential uh, you know um, ability to be able to get caught god opens up unto you because you build the altar in meekness in all awesomeness to the, the power of god you know it is only god that can open our eyes to say wow god did this I am building an altar. Now, what altar do you build into this um, response? By by saying, Father, I am a drunk. I am a, a, an addict. But this body, you gave this body to me. I am not going to mess up with this body. This body is an altar of the Lord. I am going to keep it irreverently in a relationship with you. I will not lie. I will not bear false witness. Number two, he pitched his tent. The Bible says that he pitched his tent there. It's a permission now because I am living right. I'm pitching I'm my tent in, in a, you know, so clearly in the things of God, in the in the perimeters of God's favor. Now I am in a platform. Now I'm in a church set, set up. Now I am calling people maybe for prayer groups, my place of work, or being able to identify with the things of God. First thing, divine, spiritual, the you know, the permit to stay and serve God with all your heart. We make sure that our bodies are cleansed, our heart are cleansed. We do not harbor any form of any form of um, uh, a, a wickedness within us. We do not harbor any form that body that you you have made a temple of God. You have given it up to unto God, and you have made sure consciously 
that you will not make you will you will not keep anybody in bondage in your heart. And the third portion here is that the servants, Isaac's servants, dug a well. Now, digging a well means you now have legal permission. Go into the world, increase, prosper, do business. God has given because there is a tabernacle, an altar that was built. God has given you the permission. Invest in, in 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 this space. Invest in people. Oh, thank God for those who are uh, you know who, who can smile. When you smile, you know what you do? you reduce the stress in you, and you are able to invite a good vibe into you. People love people who smile. You know, you're smiling. Sometimes you it's so intoxicating that some people who are who, who do not have that in their body system begin to why is he always smiling? Why is he always smiling? What is he smiling about? What what is business? Now by that smiling, eventually the person will begin to soft better. He he wanted to do you harm, but he won't do you harm anymore because he knows that there is not no you you're not harboring any kind of wickedness within you. The Lord will help us because this this these are issues that we have to work according to God's grace. Now Romans chapter ten and verse thirteen: Those who call upon the name of the Lord calling upon the name of the Lord is biblical. It is something that we must keep on doing. Even at the time of um, turmoil and, and downtroddenment, we must call upon the name of the Lord. I can imagine if something happens to even an unbeliever. The first thing you go, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So, so the, our salvation is embedded in the calling of the name of the Lord. But we must learn to call upon the name of the Lord. We must call upon his name in the day. We must call upon his name in the noon. We must call upon his name before we go to bed. Calling upon the name of the Lord is important in our lives. And we must continually, we must consistently teach our phobias, teach our kids, teach our kids, so that our our kids will teach their own kids how to call upon the name of the Lord. Calling upon the name of the Lord is a basic way of, you know, of, of, of our salvation. That means your salvage. We are calling upon the name of the Lord because we know that it is through Him that we, we can we we, we 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 live. It is through Him we propose faith in the Lord. The faith that we have in God, if we do not start by calling upon His name by faith, how well will we receive healing? How well will we receive redemption? God promises to save those who have faith in Him, who call upon His name. The Bible says, "Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord." will be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 30, will be saved. Joel chapter 2, verse 32, he says, and it shall come to pass that whoever shall, whoever shall, whoever shall, he didn't say whoever, you know, uh, of any other consideration. He said, whoever shall, you know, um, it shall come to pass that whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. That means there's deliverance. In calling upon the name of the Lord in Joel chapter 2 and verse 32, for the Mount Zion, for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance. He says there shall be deliverance as the Lord has said, and in the remnants whom the Lord shall call. So as we call upon his name, he's also calling upon us into reactions of faith. He's calling upon us in from death to life. He's calling upon us from sicknesses to, um, to, to health and great health. He's calling upon us to be alive, to be to have our feet rooted in him. Calling upon the name of the Lord will bring us deliverance. He will bring your home deliverance. He will bring your husband deliverance. He will bring your family deliverance in the most wonderful 
name of Jesus. Psalm chapter 50, verse 15. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. So calling upon the name of the Lord brings deliverance. And you call upon the name of the Lord, even on emergency. I just told you how unbelievers will get into trouble and say, Oh my God, I call upon you. Oh my God. So it means even in times of emergency, the Lord, when you call upon his name, he will render help. He will come through for you. This morning before we go, we we'll call upon the name of the Lord. Everyone who invokes the name of the Lord for mercy, for salvation, for deliverance, by, you know, that, that name Jesus is the only name that would save you. Is the only one that will bring you out of darkness. He went into a situation of death. Three days into it, he brought the person out. Why can't we now call upon his name? Even the worst unbeliever has heard this story. Even today, sometimes God favors some people to lay hands on the sick and they begin to work right in front of you. And you skip, you're still questioning the grace of Jesus, the mighty, mighty hands of salvation of Jesus. There is salvation in no one else. None. None. God has given no other name under the heavens by which we may be saved. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. Using a person's name expresses familiarity. We will not go out and begin to call, Oh, Sister Pamela, um, you know, we, our background would be that we must say Mrs. Something or Mr. Something or um, um, Emmanuel. I, I, you know, I, I, if I want to call him Emmanuel, it's because the, by the grace of God, he has, he has been a friend. And my own name is Emmanuel too. And if I begin to call him, uh, maybe his surname, it, just so it shows maybe respect in some, in some areas and, and some families or some, you know. It, it, but you call upon somebody because you want to be familiar, because you are familiar with them. But you can't go calling upon God when you are not familiar with him. You can't, you, you, you'll be scared when you hear his footstep like Adam and Eve. You begin to tremble. You're in your garden and you hear his footstep. You begin to tremble. But there are people who hear from God. God calls them. Samuel. Samuel. And begin, he, he never knew God. He never understood what was happening. But immediately he picked that signal that God is coming. It was a relationship. He began to call upon him also. God called him and he began to call upon God. To, all, to call upon the name of the Lord is a sign of knowing him and a way of connecting with him. There is a difference between knowing about God and knowing his personality, how he addresses issues where he is going when he tells you to do certain stuff or certain things. What saves a person is not the action, it's not the action per se. It is your irreverent, your irreverent attitude towards wanting to know him the more and he opens up to you. By, 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 by this, I am saying this morning, we will open up to God so that he opens up to us in the mighty name of Jesus in the most wonderful name of Jesus. Those who are still sitting on the fence that you know, talk to them. Tell them about the sweetness of God. Tell them about the goodness of God. Find a way to break into them. You know, these days, people don't even read the Bible. They read you. If you declare the word of God in your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that he raised the dead, and he saved me. Me, I've wicked man and 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 an imposture he saved me and he has given me hope i want you also please to have hope now it is not an ephemeral relationship 
Ah, what I mean is it's not, you, you, you know, you go to the supermarket and you buy and you go calling on the name of the Lord. It's a lifelong opportunity. It is a lifelong pursuit. In Psalms chapter 116 and verse 2, David said, listen, David said, I love the Lord for he has heard my voice. I love this. I love, I love the Lord for he has heard my voice. My appeal for mercy. I was a sinner. I was dirty. I did terrible thing. I slept with someone's wife. I killed the husband. Lord, ah, ah, have mercy on me. He knew that he messed up. Today, I am asking us, yes, we we look so clean. We look so bright, but we have messed up before him. Even there are little things that we are doing that is not of God. But in verse 2 that I really want to highlight, it says, because he has inclined his ears to me, I will call on him as long as I live. It is not a temporal thing. It's a lifelong thing. So whatever you do, know that um, whatever the other, the other things that you're doing, it's temporal. In fact, raising an altar for your for yourself, sometimes it might be, I want to do this because I want people to see that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bishop or I'm a CEO of a company. No, 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 no. I want people to know that Jesus is Lord and it is not, I am not doing it for myself. I am doing it because I want it to be permanent and I want it to have a, a you know, a, a branch and I want it, I want it to be consistent. I want it to be not, a, not, not, not a small thing. I want it to, I want it to be viral. I want it to be, uh, to, 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 uh, I want when Jesus comes back, it will meet me even on my knees, you know, continuing and consistently praying and believing God for a better tomorrow. Is saying we are in this together. That is what David is saying. We are in this together. God, no matter if what I, what happens, you're my plan A. No matter what happens, you're my plan B and my plan C. I am not going anywhere without you. But I thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, what happens to those who refuse to call upon the name of the Lord? Because there are people who still insist that why would I call upon the name of the Lord? After all, if somebody who died being in the Lord, I will also die. Don't we all, you know, what's the, what's the difference? And they would, you know, they would stand by it and make, and then a lot of people would follow them. Now we have, you know, social media and a lot of people are being terrible things. I also described in scriptures, people who do this, they are described in scriptures along with the results of their disobedience. The Bible says, will the workers of iniquity never learn Will they never learn? They refuse to call upon the name of the Lord. They, 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 they are. They are overwhelmed with dread. That's what the Bible says. They are overwhelmed with dread. Where there, there was nothing to fear. Psalms chapter 20, 79 and verse five and six. You know, they, they didn't believe in the word of the Lord. But the, our God has a portion to them. His own, you, you know, his his own his, his own portion of 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 uh, a pot of wrath for them you don't want to believe in god we shall see because the bible says that god will cut you short he will just cut you short i mean isaiah chapter 65 and verse 1 in his sovereignty god also shows grace to some of those who do not call upon his name you know he goes out of his way he's a merciful god he goes out of some people still do not but he wants to show them and still give them chance to repent I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. That's what God is talking about, Israel. 
And he says, I was found by those who did not seek me. God still sends himself to us. To a nation that is not called of my name. I said, here am I. Here am I. Here am I. I wish we could also be able to have people who think that they are standing, who think <clears throat> they are strong, strong enough not to call upon the name of the Lord. Brethren, we must consistently encourage people to call upon the name of the Lord. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2, <clears throat> those who called upon the name of the Lord are identified as believers. They are identified as people who love God. To the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Jesus Christ, and called to be his holy people, you are called to be God's holy people. I am called to be God's holy people. Together with all those everywhere who call upon the name of the Lord, calling on the name of the Lord is one of a mark to show that you're a child of God. You are able to, you have submitted to him. You have said to him, I have no other way out. It is only you. Without you, I am not saying. Why God reveals sovereignty in his name. His name is powerful. His name is miracle. His name is success. His name is righteousness. His name is always going to give us redemption. Psalm 23 and verse 3. He says, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness. Why? For his name's sake. For his name's sake. That's what God says. For his, Just because of his righteousness. Not because of anything that we are doing or we are going to do in, you know, from beginning, from now to, the, from, to eternity. No. For his name's sake, God cherishes his name. That is why he reveals the sovereignty of his name. Now, the Lord is jealous of his name. In Isaiah, in Ezekiel chapter 37, he declares that he had been praised by the rebellious practices of his chosen people, Israel. They had profaned his name amongst the nations. And that's why I say that people don't watch, they don't read the Bible anymore. They watch you. They'll see what you want to do or what you're doing. You that call yourself a child of God. Same characteristics with us today. We exhibit this. We are disobedient. We do not walk according to his will. No precept. No understanding. We are making God, trashing God's you know, power and his, uh, his piety. We are hurting. We are not hurting our own reputation. We are helping God's holy integrity. Like where the heathens wonder, if they were indeed God's people, why would, you know, why would we suffer like this? It's happening. They begin to question, why would why would he be suffering? They say they are Christian. But see, nothing is happening. After all, people die in our communities. They are dying in their own communities also. If these are the Lord's people, and yet they have, they, they, you know, they are suffering in their land. Where is their God? Now, Paul writes to the Corinthians and said, you are my living episode, and you are known and read of all men. They are watching you. People, the unbelievers are watching. They want to see if it is well with you. But this morning, I come to declare that it is well with you in the name of Jesus. Because you are a chosen God's people. God has chosen you for his mighty, mighty, mighty work in this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. <laughs> And he says in First Peter chapter two verse verse nine, and he says something like this: We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and, and a holy nation. He is given a special people, and has given a grace, a grace to us. 
to be able to you know to function in so many ways oh he has given us life this is marvelous that he brought us from darkness into his marvelous life that is what that's the grace he has given us this morning but we will close with this i want i want us to, to listen to this bible passage the lord says for i will take you out of the nations why because you called upon my name you called upon my name he says i will gather you from all countries and i will bring you back into your life you know we've, we we were scattered in our thoughts in our desires in everything in our functions in life but god says i will sprinkle clean waters on you in other words i will rededicate you to so that you will open your mouth and call upon me and you will be clean i want someone to say amen amen, amen. amen. i will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all amen. your idols amen. amen i will give you a new heart and amen. put a new spirit in you amen. amen i will remove from you your heart of stone amen. i will give you a heart of flesh Amen. I will put my spirit in you. Amen. And move you to follow my decrees and I will be careful to keep your you will be careful to keep my laws in the mighty name of Jesus. And then you will live in the land I gave to your ancestors. Amen. And that's why the Lord says wherever you lay your hand whatever you lay your hands to do he will prosper. Wherever you step on you will make well. So you will be my people and I will be your God and the Lord will bless and the Lord will sanctify everything that you do because you Amen. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus. This morning, brethren, I want us to pray a few prayers and then I will hand over back to Pastor Emmanuel. I give God the glory for all that he has done in the past, all he is doing now, and what he is planning to do for my life, for my family, for my relationship in the future. I want us to open our mouth and just bless God. And just say, Father, give you the glory for all you have done for me. Everything that you have done for me in the past. Everything you have done now, I call upon the name of the Lord. Much better is your I know that he never disappointed. I now in Psalm 41 verse 6, the Bible says, and I put not trust in the, my bow. In other words, I put no trust in, in my, the weapons of my war. My sword does not bring me victory. My mind, my understanding, it doesn't bring me victory. That's why we want to say, Father, I love and trust in all the things that I know of you. 
I believe in you in everything that I do. I, I know you will favor me. Thank you for the people that surrounds me. Thank you for the people that surround me. In the name of Jesus, I trust you. Thank you for the people that we all know how that a lot of people are hurting now. Psalms 62, verse 1 and, and 2, it says, I wait patiently before God, for my victory comes from Him. He alone is my rock, He is my salvation and my fortress, where I will never be shaken. This final prayer, I want us to take it to A lot of people are hurting. You shall say, Father, for those who are hurting, for those who are going through hard times, please bring a sounding breakthrough for them in the mind. Amen. 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 